What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dope As Usual podcast. We are here to talk about life, problems, accomplishments, drugs, and everything in between. Today, today I'm super excited. We have a special guest for you guys. Comedian, host of the Honeydew podcast. Very fucking awesome. Ryan Sickler. Thank Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. Guys, I want to get right into this. I have I did my homework. I got I a list. I know. I, used to, <laughs> I did a whole. <laughs> you said I, I can't wait. Here we okay. go. I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start it off with the basics, though. Okay. Just some random stuff. Uh, the basics for everyone that doesn't know who Ryan Sickler is. Here we go. I know you're born born in Baltimore, raised in Baltimore, correct? Born in West Baltimore, lived there for a little while, raised in Carroll County. How far is that? Uh, like 25 minutes. Baltimore. Yeah, basically. Okay. I say Baltimore, but I mean, all of my family was there. So I spent that's where I got my street education. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. How was it growing up? And because all Baltimore, I know is the wire. That's all I know about. That's, and the Ravens. Yeah, that's, that's all it. anyone really knows. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, you throw in there the Orioles. Um, How was it growing up? It was different. It was not like that. Like uh, the harbor and all that area back then was not great. Um, they did this whole program where you could buy a home for a dollar in Baltimore. You could buy a row home for a buck. The only catch was you had to get it legally up to code. So you didn't have to trick it out. You didn't have to do anything, but you had to have your plumbing, your electricity. So maybe you're putting 20, 25 grand in this home, but there were people who could afford it and they bought blocks of that shit. What the fuck? It's like McDonald's made the houses nice and then gentrified and push those people out. So then the areas around what they call Camden Yards now, which never well existed, it didn't exist as stadiums. It was train yards and shit like that. Now those areas are nice and there's a little bit of scratch all nice, like fucking the art district down here. Must be full of bums and crackheads. Yes, and now it's just baristas and bars. So it was. I got a a good school. Pretty decent school education. I mean, on me, how I finished. Uh, Out in the county and the city is where I got the street education. My cousins uh, lived there. We spent a lot of time there. Were you a good kid? Or were you running the fucking streets? No, no, no. I was a good kid. Uh, I didn't run the streets, but... um, Nah. Um, So I assume um, it's safe to say you weren't doing a bunch of drugs in high school. No. So... My life took a, a different turn. My mom bailed on the family earlier. Did, didn't want to be part of it. We're with our dad, raised, being oh, raised wow. by a single dad. He dies when we're 16. Um, and Ooh. after that, there was no need to run the streets because we were the house where there were no parents and no parental supervision. So everyone came Next to Next question. Us. You guys were on your own after yeah. like some outsider shit. Yes. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Every day. So our dad was everything to us. And we're living with him. He has a heart attack. Um, Thanksgiving weekend, we spend the weekend down at my aunt's in Baltimore because he was at Hopkins, which is Johns Hopkins, the world-renowned hospital where people go to die also. And um, he gets out a few days later. um, We have the Monday off from school. He goes to bed that Sunday night and doesn't wake up, dies in his bed. Um, we find him in the morning in his bed. Dead. You guys found him? Yeah. My younger brother did and came and got us. And we're 16 at the time. 
officially he's 12 when they bury my dad a few days later they decide to do it on his 13th birthday so <laughs> yo what fucking movie is this man this oh my day. god we had a wake and a birthday party did you on guys the same do the day. birthday party yeah we're out there crying and then yes, switching so, gears singing exactly. happy birthday i would imagine trying happy to sing happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> i wish dad that. was here the party hats and suits <laughs> he's not even in the ground yet yeah Yo, what a, I, I'm glad that you can laugh about that because yeah. that was fucked up. It was, I, we, was I don't rough. know who made the choices in the family at the time. but uh, So after that, our mother, we're forced. We, we, have, we have a choice. I shouldn't say we're forced. We have a choice. We're minors. So we have the opportunity to live with our next of kin, which is our mom. None of you are 18. No, 16. I have a twin brother, 16, 16, oh. and now 13 officially on his birthday, Barry. Um, and... Or we can go live with our grandmother who lives literally right outside the city. Is she cool? She was awesome. My grandma's Italian grandma. No, because the only thing we have are our friends. We have no one. We're living by ourselves. We have no one. We're playing sports. We're playing. You stayed for your friends. If we go to a new school, we know no one. Now we have no one to talk to, no one to relate to. No one knows the story. No one knows anything. The parents we. That, that are kind to us and good to us don't live in the area, yeah, you know? So gotcha. we chose ourselves, really. And um, we move in with our mom in this uh, and little apartment. you have apartment. no relationship with your mom at all nah, until that? She hated me. What um, the fuck? We just recently connect, reconnected and things are going well. But forever, um, no, she has openly said, went to court. I mean, boy, I'll tell you all of it. So you're asking questions, I'll, I'll tell you. My mom never had an issue with drugs or alcohol. Oh, that, that was my next question. Just decided. It's a logical question. We've talked about all this. Just decided, I don't want to be with my family. I'd uh, rather be with my friends. How so, old was she at the time? Um, when you were a kid and she left? She had to be in her 20s. Yeah, when she had us in her probably late, mid to late 20s. Oh, mid to late? She's an adult. Yeah, she was an adult. Oh. She left in her 30s. We were like fifth grade. Kramer versus Kramer. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. So, um, we're with our dad, and he dies, and now we're going to move into this apartment with her. My mom had gone to court with my dad for custody, and the judge was a, a woman. This is 1989. That's how long ago this is. And the judge says to my father, you know, what, what would you like? And he said, well, I'd like my kids. I love my kids. I want all of my kids. I yeah. want all three of them. But if you're just going to give her custody because she's the mom, then I think the best thing to do is for the three of them to be together. I don't want to split these kids up yeah. like just because we have shit. So the judge was like, okay. And then she asked my mom. And my older brother, older, he's four minutes older. Uh, we're fraternal twins, but he, uh, his name's Derek and my younger brother's Todd. I'm so assuming my, it's a twin situation. You got the shit genes like Danny DeVito. I'm I feel short, like he's giant. The, my mom is fucking six feet tall. She's taller than me. What Everybody. The I'm the shortest person. My aunts in the are family. six, one and six, two. I'm the shortest person in the family. My other uncles are six, six on my grandma's side. Yeah. I got the shit. Me too. Genes. Got the Danny DeVito genes. So, um, she tells the judge, I want Todd the youngest Derek can come if he wants, but I do not want Ryan. And the Your judge mom said this about yeah, you and you had to hear that it. shit. 
I no, I didn't go to court because I I she had told me my whole life. I knew oh, your what she was going to say. Not, yeah. Not cool yeah. I I knew what she was going to say. So I didn't need to go to court. I actually well, went why to the, the relationship beach for like the weekend. This? Um so um this is this is all her. Um, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a kid, you're a child. You, know, you got no say in it, but it goes back to four. Um, and I asked her about it and she just can say, all, all she can say is, I don't know. Um, so that comes with a lot of not working on yourself too, you know, and really finding out, but it is what it is. So, um, the judge is so bothered by this and disturbed by it. She said in all my years of never dealing seen. with family, I've never heard a mother say, I don't want a child. I, Exactly. It sounds, it sounds like a fucking movie. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So she gave my dad in 1989 full custody and made my mom pay him child support and set a fucking example. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's You that's, don't hear that. You don't it's hear 2021. You don't hear that today. No, no. This was 1989. Never, never that woman that was so fucking bothered by that. She was like, okay, well then. You're paying. That's fucking great. At least looked out for the kids. Yes, the at judge, least a stranger. So. Well, your dad sounded like he was the fucking man because he, he was took that Crew responsibility. Chief at Pan like Am, busting really? his ass, and that's DC pretty much. So we lived up in Maryland. So he's commuting back then with no cell phones or pagers or any of that bullshit. If you yeah. wanted to get a hold of somebody, you had to call when they were I just on said near this the wall. The other day too, like <laughs> yeah. how you know your friends are home? You fucking knock on the door and yeah. ask their parents that's if their it. kids are home. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Back then, especially that? you don't know. I I do leave my bike on the grass, run up, yeah. look back six times. It doesn't get stolen. Mm -hmm. He's not here. I right, get back on my bike. That yeah. was my whole life. That was what you did back in the I day. Just, you knocked on somebody's now. door. You had to <laughs> you have had a personality. To. You had to know how to talk to people, yep. you know? So anyway, we decide after my father dies that we're going to live with our mother in this two bedroom apartment. So my two brothers and I basically shack up in this one bedroom they're in bunk beds, and I'm in a twin bed right next to them. Um, and this is 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. This was our whole high school. Um, and she's never home. She has a boyfriend who lives a few miles away. And just, that's it. She stays with him Monday to Sunday. She comes home on Sunday. Ran the house. And a few hours, she's there to do laundry, grab a few things, pack a bag, and boom, out. We don't see her. Which is, in hindsight. It's better for you. It is absolutely better The for other us. way would have been so much worse. I totally so understand. Much. I went through some shit like that. Um, she was very abusive. You know, it, that shit stopped once we got older and could fight Beat back. Beat the shit out of you. Yeah, that, My that mom was, punched me in the face. Yeah, you told me your mom yeah. was a gangster. And I went, that's it? Yeah. You ain't shit. Mm -hmm. Really? Wow, that sounds like a fucking horrible Yeah, horrible so we, we raised ourselves, got ourselves to school every single day, uh, graduated. Good. I had a 3.0, but, but sports is what saved me. I wouldn't have gone to school. You couldn't play sports if you, you didn't, weren't in school. Um, I played in high school. I played soccer. I played uh, my freshman year. I played soccer, basketball, baseball. Damn, in the same year? Yeah, and then my sophomore year was soccer, wrestling, lacrosse. Ooh. Lacrosse. And, and I, so I played all those. I always imagine what it'd be like to go to a school that has lacrosse, lacrosse or rugby. Is a great fucking sport. Rugby's <laughs> a real man sport. I cannot I do that shit. That I'm not trying to hit no 300 pounds Samoan no. running a 4 that's 1. It. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to die. Yes, you, you are. Know, I've seen die. some of those videos. Yeah, no. Americans, we got it made over $100 million yeah. contracts and helmets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the formative years. Now we're 16, 17, 18 um, on our own. 
growing up, going to school, signing each other's permission slips, You're making sure our little, little brother, brother gets there. We're yep. raising each other. Yep. Um, and we, and back to running streets. So there was no need to run the streets you were because running we your had household. a home yeah. where everyone came. And you know, it doesn't matter oh, how you cool were that it house. is. We were that house. Nothing People straight up walk around like, there's no shit. parents in here at all right now? Like, no. But we were really liked by a lot of our friends' parents. And looking back on it, I'm still friends with so many of these guys. And I asked them because they're dads. I'm like, would you let your kids stay? I'm like, fuck no, me either. Nope. But these parents felt sorry for us. And their rule was, if you don't show up at school, if your grades slip, it's over. So we made sure nice. that we worked as hard as we played. Because there would be no play for college students if we didn't do it. That's exactly, That's exactly what, what I'm hearing. You guys are working college students living on your own. Yes. Yo, you grew up fast. Very fast. Yeah, I was on my own at, at 17, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it stunted me by 10 years in certain aspects of my life. There are things like financially, I didn't know anything about money except for spend and save. Yeah. Try I didn't know rent. investing. I didn't know. I just learned. About you this. know, I'm just learning now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Forty just fucking learned. seven. Yeah, I didn't know learned. anything about how to let your money make you money. You know, any of these yes. things. Like, um, so they should show you in school. Nothing. Fucking tell. School's a joke. <laughs> yeah, they like, didn't teach me the shit. The hustle is what I learned early, and then I had to learn. You know, the work ethic and the hustle and the mentality is what I gained first, and then I had to apply it to all the shit that I'm still learning about now because. I didn't have parents. I finally yeah. had Google. Thank God for Google. That's Thank God. I learned how to tie a, a, a fucking tie on YouTube. I didn't need a dad. Really? For that shit. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that shit. Double wins or Cadillac and knots. <laughs> no, nah, um, I wear a clip on my whole life. Do you? Fuck yeah. I'll help you with Every that, picture bro. you ever see. Oh, man. All the YouTube I'll shit forget. you do, watch one. It's so easy. For someone that does YouTube a lot, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. I watch ignorant shit like fights and people freaking out. And then I get off and go back to what I was doing. I don't want to spend a lot of time on YouTube learning, mm -hmm. which I probably should. Um, so I wanted to bring something up to you. Okay. Because the first time I ever met you was the first podcast I ever did. It was a guest on yeah, your podcast. Yeah, thank right? you, by the way. I didn't thank realize you. that until you did it. That day. It was also the first podcast you yes, ever did. Yes, the first did. time. And first we talked time. about this very show, you getting it up and going at the time. Did That's we how not? long ago it was. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's shit takes a while. It took so fucking long. Yeah, it does. Uh, the thing I wanted to bring up to you, because the second I left and called Marty, the first thing I bring up is, does does Ryan know how much uh, Kenny Powers he looks like? Do you know? How, you are the fucking real life essence. The second I talked to you, I went... So this is Kenny Powers I'm going to be interviewing Listen, with Listen, I don't know if Danny McBride watches, but I am dying to do any project with I you, swear. Danny McBride. I, I could swear. be your cousin. Right Listen, there. I got it when he came out with Eastbound and Down. That's when I got it a ton. When oh, he you've came heard out this many times. Oh, yeah, bro. When I, I wasn't when sure. I, I, wasn't I sure. also used to rock just a goatee for the Hold longest on. time. There's a picture of you on Google. If you can find it, Marty, please. There's a picture of you on Google with your sideways shot you have short ass hair it's just it's kenny powers the second i saw i go i, did, I yeah need i've gotten it a bunch i Let's fucking see. love that it one so right much. there that one in the blue that's yep, my dad's left. pan am jacket far yeah, left that's the one yeah that one, picture yeah. right there no, no far go, left. go back uh the one right next to the podcast yeah third, second row third stop over. right there and go yep boom that Look one at that <laughs> fucking picture are you kidding me you're like about to strike somebody out right there I just remember thinking, yo, I finally found somebody that talks like Kenny Powers too. Yeah, man, that's I've gotten out a bunch, and then people say I sound southern all the time. I've been out here for so I you long. Were from the South. Yeah, people say it. I, I apparently I draw my O's and my A's. People I thought make, you were gonna like 
introduced me into some nice place. That's what it felt like. Man, this, this is, is awesome. I get I get Matthew McConaughey a lot. <laughs> I get uh, people say I, I my daughter makes fun of me because I say How old's your daughter? She's six. Oh, she's ready. But to her mom you? talks talks That's to you know awesome. she's like say Florida orange juice. And I'm like, Florida orange juice. You said She's Florida. Like, you mean Florida orange, yeah, Florida. Florida orange juice. I'm like, no, Florida orange juice. Yeah, I know. You said Baltimore with a yeah. D in it Baltimore, earlier. Yeah, yeah I yeah, heard that earlier. Right, yeah. I talk like a, a dummy. I talk like everybody you ever heard in a movie. I sound like a surfer I think slash you American. really well, actually. Really? Yeah, you could be the next Thomas the Tank Engine, bro. Hey, nice. That would be cool. George Carlin did it. Ringo Starr did it. Alec Baldwin did it. Why can't you? I don't know. You enunciate well, my friend. Thank you. For a Mexican guy that doesn't speak any that Spanish, no Spanish. Who's taught Spanish I, by a white supremacist, you fucking do pretty yeah. good. We huh? haven't got into that here yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got that. We you haven't. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the other day. I was. It was, uh, I was thinking about that. What I found a, a picture of him. My mom threw him all the way when they got divorced. Found a picture of him in the background. Really? And it's him. And I'm like, yeah, Ned Flanders. Looks like Ned Flanders. A Ned nice ass Flanders. dude. And then he's just fucking ripped underneath. That was him. That's just not. Glasses and everything. Yeah, I found a picture of him the other day. It was me and my uncle wrestling, and he's in the background staring at us. Fucking great. One picture that's made it through my mom's hate, fuel rage. I got it still. All right. It was pretty good. Um, so, so, yeah, I got Kenny Powers a lot, especially when he was doing Eastbound and Down. Oops. It's amazing, man. Yeah. That's my uh, fifth favorite show. Do you, uh, do you watch? I mean, we're stuck in the house. Yeah. Pretty much. What have you been watching? Well, just recently, well, actually last night, I couldn't stop watching it because I was really intrigued by the story when it happened. But it's the, um, uh, what's the hotel downtown in L.A.? They just did Hotel, uh, fuck, I can't, I just watched the whole thing last night. This is my COVID it's a documentary. Brain. It's like a mini series and it's about the, the Canadian girl. She was Asian who oh, got stuck in the, that got law in the water tank. In the water tank. Yeah. And everybody was saying like, it's something stinks. Yeah. People were. She was in there for 19 days or something. People were drinking, drinking that water, water with showering in the body. water with a dead body in it. Yeah, yeah, that 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 right there. Yeah, what's the hotel called? Cecil Hotel. That's it. Yeah, and it's. I couldn't stop it's watching. Gross. It. And I remember like. It's gross. I remember the day they shut the shit when they found her that she was dead, and I was like, oh, and I followed it, and I couldn't. I stayed up so late last night watching. It, I couldn't stop watching the damn thing. Oh, I've been. My my girlfriend watches all the friends. I can't watch people getting hurt. Or keep getting killed. It makes me unjustly. It makes me so upset. Yeah. Like watching forensic files. I don't want to watch cold case files because they don't fucking find them. I'm Man, gonna tell you that right now. They, I pissed the point. One night I got really high and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch some cold case. And then I was so into the episode. And at the end, they're like, if you or anyone you know, I go, here's what? a number. I forgot what I was watching. I exactly. forgot I was watching a cold case. It's like, wait. I was like, wait, y'all don't solve this. I know we the ending. Do it. I know we the gotta. fucking end. Let's work backwards from here. It'll be more fun, I guess. <laughs> um. So, like I told you earlier, I got some notes. Your entire, I feel like it's the story, stories behind the storytellers, the honeydew. I want to hear something. I want to hear, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. I sure. want to hear your stories because I know you do, you, you're telling stories on your podcast, but I want to, I want to hear all of it just from you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I want to know the day you, what's the moment you decided to be a comedian? Because I know people... Everybody says, well, people told me I was funny. No, it's not what it is. It's something else. I, I know it's something else, even though I don't know your story. But was there a moment that you went to bed and as you're falling asleep, you're like, all right, that this is the path I'm going to take? 
or was it a phase? There's certainly a moment. I, I can't say it was like that, though. I can't say it was like I lay down and go, you know what I'm okay, saying? I'm and once it happened, this. and when you're going to sleep, like, okay, this is I can day. tell you the moment comedy was born into me, and after that, it was my drug. I can, That's you know, it, know, and it fueled me to then decide what, because when I first got into comedy, I didn't think immediately at 10, I'm going to be a stand up comedy. 10 comic. years old? Mm -hmm. Really? I just thought, I love making, I love this laughter thing and I, I'm whoa I can do that with the relatives and stuff so I was I caught the bug of being able to be funny early and I really took to that so yeah I didn't do drugs years until I drank but um so at 10 years old um I told the story a bunch but you know you got a different audience I'm gonna tell it I want to hear I've, I've never heard it back in uh Maryland before all the shit before my mom cheats on my dad and they get this divorce and that's when all the shit goes haywire um we had something called super TV and it was the early cable days and the box ironically was was about as big as that because for a minute cable boxes got small and then the DVR came on. It yes. all went right to about like the flat. same side. Yeah. Size. Excuse me. So uh, it was called Super TV. And it was like you had this little silver button you pressed on. And after like 6 p.m., you got HBO. You got a Playboy channel, which back then the wildest shit was like naked tic-tac-toe. Like it was nothing. <laughs> but still. But still titties. <laughs> and a couple other pay channels. Um, and I don't know why, but one night I snuck down out of my bed and I was laying in the, the, um, here's my accent. People say it's a foyer, but I grew up calling it a foyer and I'm laying in the foyer and the living room's in front of me. My dad's in his recliner and, um, I see him watching this movie and I can see that there are kids in the movie. So I think, well, I'm, a, I'm probably allowed to watch this fucking kids are watching it. And all of a sudden it's Richard Pryor and he does like just his hat catches on fire. He's he's pushing a bus out of the mud with the clan. I didn't even know what the clan was, or, <laughs> but I could tell it was, he's like, don't talk about this. They're all saying, I was like, I started laughing so hard that I got caught and my Behind dad turned him. around and he's like, get in here. And I went in and I was like, Oh fuck. And he goes, sit down. And I sat down and he goes, finish watching this with me. And yeah, that, that great. was it. Re oh, so it watching was that, watching man, him react laugh to that, at him, and also I'm getting some of it because there's there's children, there's 100%. you know there's kids in it, so there's some shit that I'm you can getting, pick up. and I'm laughing at these kids who I can tell they're fuck up. One kid's blind, he's driving the bus. You know, I don't ten years old, you know That's what the fuck that funny. is. Yeah. Hilarious, That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, uh, one kid's a pyro and setting everything on fire, and so seeing the reaction is what really made you think I want to do what they just did to him yeah i can totally understand yeah that. that was the that was when it was born um I and totally after that, that i chased the laugh forever i'm still chasing it and and I, I but i say go back to like when i actually decided i had moved here to california in 94 right uh i mean like a couple days after the northridge quake oh, i got shit. up and left that day got here I went to Cal State Northridge. It was delayed by like a month because that was the epicenter. The school was destroyed. Um, but I stayed and, and went to school through June. Uh, went back to Maryland. And then 
the next semester enrollment just like it almost I feel like it tripled. Um, you went to four year. You went to did you finish college? I went to junior college, oh, junior college, community college, thirteenth grade, thirteenth and fourteenth for two years. Got my AA and you then, finished. That was my next question. It was I did. I always I always finish, bro. I'm not one of those dudes. I don't have there isn't a project car on my yard. You know what I'm saying? So I do the two years, but I did the two years because I knew. I wasn't getting into a four year without getting these two years of good grades. That's the worst. So I got good grades in my two year, got the degree also so so that all of my credits or at least the majority of them would transfer. Because if you didn't, a lot of them would fall to the wayside and you had to take theirs because that's the whole catch and the bullshit of college too. So I took the degree and I wanted to come here to do comedy, but I was, you look, I've been working without a net since I was 16. I have no one to call yeah. and ask for anything. Uh, there's no one that can financially help me, especially. So I went to college to learn uh, mass com. So T, this shit. Really? This shit. I mean, it wasn't this, but it was still cameras, mics, radio shows, all Dude, that stuff. I didn't stuff. even know they had that. Yeah, bro. I did. I was editing on reel to reel. They this guy would make us go on a motherfucking Saturday. Like we don't even do this anymore. He's like, I want you to know how we used to do it. We "We don't care. (laughs) I I, I grew up learning MS DOS and Lotus on computers. I don't know what exactly this shit is. And all of it was gone instantly. But we got tested on a grade, and like this is the way. We're like, it is, but it ain't that. So, so you had literal a, you had a floppy sense, disks. You had a sense literally. of, I need to learn this. because I knew I, I liked TV and movies and the, the mindset behind it. So I didn't just want to be a comedian. I wanted to get into, you know, the so whole, the whole all thing. Of it. Just jump straight all in. And it. you came to the epicenter. And um, I get to Cal State Northridge. The school's all fucked up. So I go back to Maryland. and From I, the earthquake? Yeah, it's so destroyed. You're driving? There's an earthquake going on as I you're driving? I woke up and the school, my I, my friend's mom, I stayed at their house the night before I got up to go. And uh, get the fuck out of here. She shook me awake. I thought I was having a dream. She was like, Ryan, Ryan, she's turning CNN on. She's like, your school's destroyed. Your school's destroyed. California just had a, I'm coming out of sleep. Like, I'm leaving today. Get the fuck out of here. And it was gone. And I was like, oh, fuck. On your way there? Northridge 94 on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, There it is. And um, that's what it looked like around here. Right there. When I got here, this is what it looked like. The freeways broke. Well, that that one was broken. These are the storefronts and apartments. Um. Yeah, and I live. Look up, pictures. look up. Um, there's the mall right there. Look up the parking garage on Zelza. That's where I lived. See if that thing's actually there. That might be it right there. Um, parking garage Zelza at 1994 Northridge earthquake. What, if, what are the chances of that? This You're was about to start a new venture, new life, and it literally crumbles to the fucking ground. <clears throat> this is literally out my window. That's what I looked at every day. That was my view every day of that. Get thing. the fuck out of here. So I walked to school. Every day through this rubble, we're in trailers and stuff, and I'm still, I, I'm still determined. I go back to you Maryland. You have the discipline. I finished. Oh, you, you college. have, you have it. I, got I went it. to a two year for five. <laughs> Did you finish? Though? No. <laughs> I went to a two year for five years because what happened was I was on my, I was living on my own, and I was like, I'm gonna knock this out. I'm only one school, one algebra class away from getting my AA. Right now, you gotta go get that. I think bro. I'm just gonna do it online. Come on, yeah, of course. <laughs> this is what go happened. get the AA. This is what 62 happened, credits or 64. What is it? I don't know. I was yeah. taking 18 credits a semester, or I was taking the 18 units. You were doing good. I was doing good for a whole year. Yeah, I did great. I did great, and then a year and a half came. I still have nightmares 
You ever have panic dreams still? Yeah. Well, no, they stopped. I'm older than you. So listen, I panic dreams are just picking up, but they'd make no sense. I would be all of a sudden I've graduated. I've got the documents. I've got the papers. I've got all of it. I would dream that I had missed the fucking class and it's been four three months fucking late. months Same and here. holy shit it's late. english and i'm running and they're and it's they're doing same, math in there i'm like how much did i miss are you fucking serious That's and i I'm run saying. to the office and go what's your class what's going on what's going on I'm I, running I don't know outside. my teacher's names. yeah yeah who are, are the these people it's that what feeling yeah i had the same exact dream but I, I also used to dream and that that this one went away first that one goes away it it took a while just started took a while mine just started um, you, it's Why telling you, you need to go come? get, get that goddamn thing and it'll stop. I, um, I would dream, I'd have nightmares early on that I had to move home for any reason, save money, couldn't home. afford it back to Maryland. I had that dream a couple years and ago all the time. I would have the anxiety about not being able to have a creative outlet on a Tuesday, you know, oh. go out on a Monday night and do stand up or whatever. So um yeah i get that i totally get really that. Yeah, I, I finished I up and, and and then came back again um and worked um out here in post-production for a long time writing promos producing sizzle reels i've worked with oprah i've worked for really Fox. yep i met oprah and worked with her and nice. when she started the own network so I've done all that, and oh, it's all culminated know, into doing it for myself. So you, I got tired do of this. doing it for everybody. You could else. do this. You could set that up and set that camera up. No, I'm not techie like that. Those are oh. specials. Marty Marty's and these people are special shit. guys. I didn't Ash know Marty and types Andy and the Dobbs and all these guys are Facetime yeah. yesterday. I didn't know you type like a fucking machine. It's the first time I've ever heard you type. Are you fucking kidding me? I'll many, type, I, I want to have a. I type good. I do you this. don't type good. You hunt and peck. But I type fast. See, but in not my fast. high school back in the 90s, actually the 80s when I took this <laughs> class, it was typing. We learned on a typewriter, bro. You, they're, oh, hell they're, no. they're gone. Yeah, but they're not, they had they taught you the home row. ASDFJKL semicolon. You did everything and then I got me. out of it. I asked him, I don't like this. I'm out. And I left. Spanish class? Oh, Spanish class? I, maybe I should have stayed. You should have stayed, it. yeah. You, I got kicked out. I got... We mutually agreed. My teacher, the first day, sits down. She says, the sec in, in Spanish, I found out later what she said, because I don't fucking speak Spanish. It's the first day. She says, you cannot speak English in this class. Stand up and say your name. And then she said it in English to me because I didn't know what the fuck she was saying. And I don't know. What, it's such a weird way to start class. Don't speak. You don't know it yet. First day, don't speak English. So I wouldn't do it because I didn't know how to say it. She got getting mad at me, and then she yelled at me in English. Day two, I told her, I'm not doing it. I don't, you need to give me a paper with translations so I can speak in class. She wouldn't do it. She screamed at me in class. A young, pretty-ass Mexican teacher, which I was like, hey, come on, give me a fucking break. Bonita. Was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm like, hey, your attitude just makes me not like you at all. And then after class, she stayed and she said, hey, will you make my life easier and just leave my class? I go, if you will sign the paperwork, I will leave today. Make my life easier. That's what she said to me. And then I got uh, PALS. PALS is the when you help uh, mentally handicapped kids and stuff. They have the class. I did that from like third That's nice. to about step somewhere with those kids. It's the he loves them. There's no conflict. It's the best thing ever. Wait, you're happy? What else you want to make you happy? What can I do for? And that's the whole. Class. And also, you puts it's in fun. a lot of shit in perspective where you're like, "What am yep. I complaining about? 100%. This kid gets up and comes here every day. And every he's happy, and I'm day. bitching about homework or whatever. Thank the you. Fuck I have it. to walk all the way home. Right. Yeah. Ten my miles. book bag's too heavy. This guy can't walk. <clears throat> yeah. There was a guy. Uh, his name was Yoshi. 
Or uh, no, no, Yo Yo Yoki or so I can't remember. He was this big. What? He was a little little Asian kid. He had a bowl cut, huge, thick, like bottle cap glasses. I thought you were going to say he was a little little person. No, he was sixteen, and he was about this big. Like what? Three feet? Not even. I. He was like under Simon. Remember that movie Simon Birch? I do. Smaller than that. Do. Smaller than that. And he had a wheelchair, and he talked like. Wasn't Jim Carrey in that one? No, and Simon. No, Birch. Jodie Foster. <sighs> Not. Damn it. I can't. Remember. I do remember it. The little boy. I totally I'm remember sorry. the little boy. Yeah, I, totally yeah, I remember. remember that. But yeah, he was super small. He had a wheelchair, and he played Blitz. And I played him in Blitz every day. And he was super cool, but you can't understand him because he was so small, and he had like a squirrel voice. Do you know? Have you tried to keep in touch with him or see? Where no, he, where he, he was a freshman. Oh no, he was a sophomore, and I was graduating. Okay, so I was out as soon as I was out of school. I went to not finish college. That's what I went to get to do. When you, when you <laughs> went to five year university, I did. Yeah. It was really sad. But, you know, I was selling drugs and people would text me. I'm like, can I get an ounce? I'm leaving town. I'm like, oh, I'm leaving class. I have to pay my rent. And that's how it went. And then it got to, well, I got to pay my rent. It was just my excuse to get the fuck out of class. I mean, I look, for me, I could have done all the wrong things. Hated it. I should be dead. I should not be here. It's a 16-year-old with zero parents or parental supervision doing all the dumb shit that, we did. I didn't know. I that's, should absolutely be a statistic. That's where you got the discipline, though. Well, I didn't want to let my father down. Like it was, he meant so much to me. Yeah. And we got, I got a little brother who recently, and I, you know, here's the thing we say, I I forget these things you do for people, but he told me because he was dicking around in college for a while, just fucking around until he really figured out what he wanted to do, which a lot of people I feel do. And, um, (laughs) he said, I wouldn't have gone to college if it wasn't for you. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't remember you drove me up there and made me fucking register. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah, I love that sound, dude. You love trains? I love trains. They don't last long. They go by, you know. I guess. My buddy used to um, live on, like, his house would be, like, where we are next to those train tracks. And we'd stay over his house and wait for that train to come by and shake the fucking house at, like, 1 in the morning. It was awesome. You're like fucking Wayne's World. It's right there. You hit it with eggs. It's right there. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. No, I've never done anything with trains. They scare the shit. My mom told me you get sucked underneath if you get you too can, close. Totally. Oh, see, since she wasn't lying. No, I you never totally went can. by them. But see, Fuck we were that. like I'm saying, we were dumb. You know what we used to do? We used to walk down to the train track and we'd hop the train and ride it only in the winter and ride it to his house and jump because we would build a um, like a snow pile so that we could jump off and be safe <laughs> on it. Get the fuck out yeah. of here! We used to just hold on, and but you know what? On the that, train? Yeah, that's when I learned. They, this, these are not going, they're not the ones hauling ass. They're a little freight train going, you know, to, you know, taking its fucking time. So you have time to do the one stop, step you can up, step run, up, you, jump it, up. It's one of those things where you can run next to it for a little bit. It's like not terribly fast. No, Maybe you. it's going 25 or 30. You ain't going to keep up with it, but yeah. you could run next to it and for up. a while, grab and pull yourself Fuck, up and then jump awesome. off. So we would do that. It would only be like a, a mile. Still, any, but that's any when I learned time, like yeah. the homeless guys would be on the tracks. Oh, I didn't know any of that. That. So I didn't scary. know that's where the the druggies hung that's out. That's where the scary and, shit goes. Yeah, down. and they're on the that's train where the kids too. Get and stabbed at. They're train hopping. Yeah, I didn't know uh, any of that. So I only did that carts. like twice, and I was like, "Where's where a rap on that shit?" Hell no, fuck that. I used to just make sure that. Then again, it's more sad. That's that's where the gangbangers chill, right by the train tracks. Um, the question, I mean, a story I want to hear. Maybe you have one. Maybe you don't. From being on the roads, you haven't been on the road for over a year, right? <laughs> yeah, and I know you're getting. Are you getting beyond? It? Okay, just yeah. wanted to just wanted to know. Yeah. I had a question about the road from all the shows, and I know you've done a lot. Has there any been any hostile? Um, what are they called? Damn, I'm high. Audience members. Audience members. I just went blank. 
Have you ever had something? Have you ever had an encounter with the fan? Not even just a fan, just someone in the audience. I mean, obviously they're not going to be heckling you, but I've seen a few things. Um, anything to you or to where you thought, fuck, maybe I should get in shape. And first I don't beat my ass. No, I don't. I've never had anybody like get on. Now I was at a show. Uh, this was New Year's Eve Eve, which by the way, New Year's Eve Eve always blows New Year's Eve away. New Year's Eve Eve. Oh, in comedy. In no, comedy. just in Wait, life. General the 30th is way better than New Year's what? Eve. New Year's Eve Eve is what it's all about. Why? There's no pressure to look good. There's no pressure to impress anybody. There's no parties to be getting ready for. <laughs> Nowhere to run late. The, the reservations for dinner and shit are available. The price is not crazy. And it's one day away. That's a really good way to put it, but that's every New other Year's day Eve. of the year. Yeah. So New Year's Eve Eve, right, is better than New Year's Eve. But... In comedy, it would always be this show that would be a, end up being weird. And one night, uh, we're at the Irvine Improv, the old Irvine Improv, and this fucking drunk lady, Jay Larson's now up on stage, and he had a video of it somewhere, and she's talking mad shit, and he's talking back, and this bitch charges the stage. And it's, you know, he definitely could have took this lady. You know, she's probably in her, like, 50s or whatever, but... You get up late on stage, 50s? you know, or forties, or but you get up on stage and that, like, when you walk up, it, it's like a this. You know, no, that's not it. It's old, but uh, <laughs> it's it's like someone just left a zoo cage open and you're standing in it. You know what I mean? You're vulnerable to standing yeah. there. So uh, I've only seen someone get on stage. I've seen it online, like everyone else has, yeah, but in my life, exactly. I've only seen it once where someone actually got on stage. I did a gig with Sam Tripoli at um, Santa Barbara at the college there, um, and someone threw a shoe at him from the stage. Um, and then when I got up, they threw the other one, and there was an exit door right next to me. So I took that motherfucker and just sent that bitch. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have some fun with it too then. God <laughs> you, why are you only getting to throw it? Um, I did see at the Ontario Improv, there was a massive massive gangbanger brawl um that spilled into the hallway but had nothing to do with me i was just it was i was at the show oh gotcha performing on the show and you know this shit like i you don't I, that's you don't what? see that often anyway or else there'd be a million of these videos but you kill somebody holy you kill shit. somebody like that no i wanted to ask because you know not every time there's there's phones out you know yeah i just want to know some personal experience so for not being on the road for a year how are you? I mean, you're a creative person. That's what you do. You're entertaining Bro, people. What, the podcast, what are you doing? The, pod, okay. the Honeydew podcast and the Patreon, the Honeydew with y'all have saved me. The, the, you know, the Honeydew, what you've done. And if you haven't seen Thomas's episode, go watch his episode. It's a great episode. I'm still getting comments on it. Nice. And, um, somebody the other day told me if you fuck with me, I'm legit. So thanks for making me legit, bro. <laughs> Good. Um, but you know, sitting, my whole life has been trauma and I am one of these people that will sit and laugh about it. And yeah. I mean, look, man, I certainly have my moments. You, you, you can't laugh about it unless you've cried. Not all the time. Shit yeah, like of course. It. It's at the point where it's like, yeah, that happened to me. Right. And that's it. You don't that's think it. poor me. And anymore. there's misery loves company. So sitting and sharing trauma and trauma bonding and laughing about it with someone that makes you feel better about their shit. Um, it's just the way not only me, but my family has been like that. At one point we had so many people dying. We, we jokingly made up a family death pool, you know, like we are doing anything to, to try to, to take it. your mind off yeah. of it and deflect and, and, you know, um, and I, 
who better to talk to than comedians because they're the, the other thing the show has done is it's made me fall in love with comedians again because you're looking at these people who have suffered you know some of the shit you hear you're like good god what am i bitching about I know you, you know and it's a lot well, of shit, really that's today. Shit in perspective <laughs> that's today what are you talking about and um <laughs> you know it's it it makes me feel better and i think it's a healthy way um of of therapy you know yeah. i have had some college professors hit me up and say that they've made the show mandatory listening for their students and i'm like really? Dude, thank you man yeah you're, you're, um, i've you're, had people reach out and ask me to speak now and at, at things about dealing with trauma in a way um and i didn't even know this was a thing it's just you know how we dealt with it. and i knew other people did too because i'm in the comedy world yeah. so homeboy over here is telling me about his mom dying or whatever and he's killing me with it he's i'm like this is yeah this feels like home you know yeah. so uh but the patreon is doing it with y'all you know it's you're doing stories with the fans man and their stories i i had a guy i've talked to a girl so far who's had two pussies I talked Stop, to. Don't move on. Yeah. Don't move on. Yeah. You have to explain. She was born with. Say that. In the womb, everything doubled. Uterus. Uh, inside of her body. Inside of her mom, when she was being born, her organs doubled. You ready for this? One kidney. Supposed to have. I said, the only here. thing you needed two of, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> two pussies. Get the fuck out of here. I swear. You talked to Two uteruses. She was great. This woman that you spoke to. They come to. on in Zoom with me. Yeah. She's a young girl, younger, probably, I think, in her 20s. Yeah. What? I'm getting a really young audience over there. I, I talked to a guy who died. And he came back to life? He came back. He- hit a truck, uh, um, a crane truck hit him and sliced his head. He said like deli meat. And it flopped over. He went into, co- uh, he died, then went, came back, but was in a coma for like three months. I talked to him. Did he hear stuff? Did no, he hear people he, talking? He said he could hear people talking, but not wow. like angels and shit, but he could no, hear people around. Yeah, him. he could hear the nurses and he, but he couldn't find the the way to and then he said once you come out of it mentally it's what really fucks with you is that you have to learn how to walk again and he's like mentally you still know how and you're yelling you're yelling at yourself like come on trying to get that fucking leg to do what it's supposed to do but it's not talking to the brain oh god that's a fucking nightmare um i just talked to a guy uh just a couple episodes ago that was a, a heroin addict and he went down to philly to buy some weed or excuse me heroin on uh <laughs> from this guy named gordo a puerto rican dealer named gordo now the puerto ricans were on this street as he says and the dominicans sold coke on this street and i said well why'd you go here and he said honestly it was closer it was just closer i wanted to get my fix i go to get my fix all the time from gordo and he said gordo was the nicest fucking guy he goes considering being a drug dealer this guy was nice kind polite and he carried a big ass 44 magnum and he didn't flash it around and scare you with it gordo's tactic was poppy look at this pistol look how beautiful oh, this and he, he would play it off spin yeah, it yeah, not to scare show you it to you i got just it. to let you know That's it's right. here it's here oh, i've seen that tactic many not times not like not pulling it up and and you know flashing yeah, no. it just check this out it's really nice and he loved that gun so he said uh there was always the the corner junkie who would wait for you to make your purchase. And then when you turn around and walk by, yo, yo, can I just get a little pinch? I'm sick. I'm sick. Can I get a little? And they'd always be like, get the fuck out of here. That guy was always there. They called, I forget what the fuck they called him. So fucking fiend. So (laughs) the one day the guest on the show goes to buy his heroin and he pays Gordo the money and he turns around. And as he's walking away, 
the junkie, the, the regular, comes walking by him quickly. And he hears Gorda go, hey, motherfucker. And he, the guest, thinks, oh, my God, I just shorted him money. Yeah. Holy fuck. I hope he's not talking to me. And as he turns around to see if Gordo is now speaking to him, the junkie has grabbed a package from Gordo and starts running toward the guest. And Gordo pulls the 44 up and blows the back of this motherfucker's head off. And he said, he's running, and he said, from here, it splits open and all over him. Oh, all over him, bro. In his teeth, his sucks. mouth. His that sucks. That's a shitty situation, man. At least he didn't get popped by accident. <laughs> I said, how did it not go through him and hit you? Or that's a dr- that's a crackhead. If he trips, that bullet goes over yep. his head. He's trying to run, and it's in your. He's like, Damn, yeah, Gordo's cool, but maybe he should take a step to the right. So I go, time. why the <laughs> fuck do you go? I go, how long was it? He's like four days. I couldn't do. It. He's like, I was so scared. He sat in his car with blood and guts and brains. The thing that blew me away, and I knew when I knew this wasn't bullshit, Ooh, is he said, "That's not bullshit." He said snot was on him too. This guy's snot because he said he hit him. He said in slow-mo, it looks just like I'm looking at you. And then from the bridge of the nose, it just split apart and And I was like, what a day. He he stopped doing heroin? Nope. For four days, he got sick as shit. He's an addict. So then I go, so do you go to the Dominicans now? (laughs) Over here. And he goes, no, I went back to Gordo. I go, why the fuck would you go back to Gordo? He goes, Dominicans meet or mean. I go, this guy just shot someone's face onto your fucking face. And different though. I told Gordo, you're in your rights. Pop that fool in the back of the head. He just stole. And plus, he's selling heroin. Expect him to have a gun to shoot you in the back of the head with. So he said, I walked up. I said, what did Gordo say? And he goes, Poppy, you good? And he goes, Good enough. And he goes, what do you need? And he told him, he said he gave him a free package. And he said, that is the only time and the only thing they've ever talked about or said about it. Really? Yeah. I've talked to so many of these young kids who one kid grew up believing his biological father was his biological father until one night at a school party, a high school party, a girl goes, listen, that's not your dad. And turns out it wasn't. And his best friend's dad was his dad. Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot out there. There's some crazy shit going on. That's wild. Um, Fucking Gordo pulling the drug dealer tactic. Yeah, bro. Somebody's done it's that to me, but move. I don't think it was on purpose. I think they were just... Show- I've uh, This guy, I've never seen silencers like in 007. He had big ass fucking pistols and they had silencers. They're so cool. I want one so bad, but they're illegal as shit. Dude, have you ever felt... Have you ever... You fuck with guns at all? Yeah, a little bit I have, yeah. Growing up, especially rifles and shit like that. A little bit of nine millimeters and gotcha. clocks, but but wow. If it, like the P nineties, those ones in, in um Call of Duty in the video games, mm-hmm. in real life, it's scary to go, well, this'll kill a whole crowd. It's not I don't like that. I don't fuck with guns at all. But when I see them and I like actually feel them, it gives me like that sick feeling. Yeah. I do not like I it's 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 gordo. Yeah. Like, oh I can pop ruin someone's life in one in a, mistake in a that was on purpose but you know that was saying. on purpose yeah. that's scary man i've only been shooting at the gun range in the woods once that's it man i don't care how comfortable i am with guns that still would freak me to fuck out. i'd be like what that would fuck me up i'd be pissed bro first off i go to an aids that. test <laughs> first thing i'm doing is going to get an aids test. i was like did it get in your mouth he said probably Sat uh, in his car for an hour and a half, shooting up with that shit all over him, freaking the fuck out. I totally understand. I mean, 
Oh, that's what I would do too. I'm surprised the heroin addict's got a car. When you said he sat in his car, that's the first thing I thought. You got a car? The fuck? Yeah. So it's that the podcast, thank God, have kept me um, sane and and uh, you know creative and yeah, and have that outlet not to get out because I miss meeting people on the on the how road. How many days? How many days on the road would you be per normally? Nah, I would this? maybe I try to do at least a weekend a month. I never did the road a ton, but okay. I would try to do at least a weekend a month. Um, sometimes two, but yeah. And if that's what you're, but then a lot of in town shows. Stop. And, yeah. It's so wild. That's. How are you coping with that? But yeah, the podcast, the lies. It just sucks. You don't have any, you know, I'm, I don't mean to be boohooing or anything no, no, by no. any means. People have lost their jobs and lives, but you I'm know, there's no cities to go goes out. Yeah. It's, I, I, I had Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver. I was very excited getting ready to go to Vancouver. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the way. And then I also have a series, a little web series I'm doing that's coming out. Uh, called Learns Permit that Marty helped on as well with uh, my stepson. He's um, really yeah. He needed to get um, hours for his Learns Permit, and he's like, "Will you take me driving?" So I just Duh. put GoPros in the car and put lobs. No, on you're us. gonna actually teach and him how I, to drive. He learns how to drive, and then he learns about me, and I learn about him, and he learns what it was like when I was 16, and I'm learning. There's one a scene what where he's you? like, he goes, "The F building's for fighting and smoking," and I go, "Smoking what?" He goes, "Vapes." I'm like, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> What a di- that's what I'm saying. What a here. different world. My vapes. Oh man, could you? When imagine I was in ninth grade, bro. Fourteen. I'm fourteen in ninth grade. This was the last year of it too. My high school, Liberty High School, they had a smoking lounge for the students. Lounge. A lounge, and you had to be either eighteen or get written permission from your parents saying get you could smoke. And they had a room where you could do that. And it was the last year of it. It was my freshman year, that's and disgusting. that whole corner. <laughs> When you went around the hallway, just fucking stunk. Could you imagine life? Did you do you remember people smoking in inside? Well, Airplanes, you're from the East Coast, though. yeah, man. If the East Coast, it's different. Airplanes, I remember when everywhere. They stopped it in restaurants. I was a little kid. I saw it on the news, and my grandma was watching. And I thought you could fucking smoke I was in like, restaurants. I'm wearing this hoodie tomorrow. It doesn't stink like no. smoke anymore. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would miss for a while. I missed the the smoke and the you know the atmosphere and all that, but nah. Completely off topic. I will say this. Can I say ahead, this really quickly? Like, I am not a cigarette smoker. I mean, maybe I puff on a cigar once a year. I don't know if that. But weed is what I smoke. Um, and but I love the sh- the fresh strike of a match lighting a cigarette. After that, I don't. I love the smell of that. I love the smell of that match to to that tobacco and those chemicals. I can see Rosie laughing at me. I love the smell of cigarette smoke still. Do you? I used to smoke about a pack and a oh. half a day for about that like first seven strike years. is magic. It oh. is. Yeah. It's like smelling after gas. that. It's I like, don't. Oh, I spilled yeah. gas. My bad. I love gas too. I've always loved. Look, smell there and huff that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, there's something about it. I don't smoke cigarettes at all. I wouldn't smoke one right now, anymore. I stopped smoking cigarettes in one moment. I smoked like a pack a day my, for sixteen. How'd you stop? I was. It's like 110, 120 in summertime where I'm from. And I used to deliver pizza. And my these three windows and my the motors broke. So they no, were stuck up. Yeah, yeah. And you know where you stuff stuff to keep them up? That's where I was. And I had a soda from work. I was delivering pizza. And I left it in there so it got hot. And I went to spark a cigarette, take a delivery. It was hot from the steam. So I went to roll my window down. And it, it just went. And I heard it stop. 
and I have a little cigarette sparked <laughs> and I take a drink of my soda because it's so hot, but it's it's hot and I'm boxing a hot pucks a cigarette and I can't breathe and I'm sw- and then I just threw my pack out and I haven't smoked since. Wow. I felt so disgusting like <gasps> this is disgusting and then that was it. I used to couldn't, watch these guys in college back in uh, Maryland step outside when it's like six degrees and power smoke cigarettes before they went into class and I'm like Fuck, gross. just quit. Yeah, just quit. I mean, and just uh, uh, throw it out and go. Yeah, you know, that's like, just quick. Guys. That's my mom. My mom smoked cigarettes my whole life. That's just disgusting. But like I said, I smoked them. The first time I ever <laughs> took a puff off a cigarette, and sounds ridiculous, I was four, and I was at the park across the street from my grandma's house. My mom pulled up and said, "Stay out of the fucking street. I'm going to the I'm going to the store." She threw a cigarette out. She drove off and waited till she hit the corner, and I picked it up. Because I, I see her do it all the time. I see her friends do it all the time. I'm going to see what the fuck this is about. Obviously, that was stupid. But I hit it once, and I started dry heaving, and I didn't smoke again until I was like 14. But that Dang. was the first time I tried the cigarette because I see my mom do it. It must be tight. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's what you think. That's what you think. But no, <clears throat> um, completely off topic, I had to ask. I saw that you played sports in college, but you went to the JC. You played soccer. Yeah, junior college, all JUCO. Um, I trained, bro, right on top. You can hear it's a care package coming in. Uh, what position did you play? Um, I was a defender. You can look at me. I'm I'm not. I've never been a runner. I've never been that gazelle kid that can just like, this motherfucker doesn't stop running. When over so- here I used to play soccer as a kid. I was a power forward, but I was a fat kid. I think it's just fun. I don't ever, I never got tired. No, I loved it. Well, soccer, too, is a, a position where you could run really hard for a minute and then the ball's down the other end of the field and you can catch your breath again. You That's know? true. That's true. I don't know. I played a, baseball, same thing. You can steal a bag. You could be out there for 20 more minutes. Before baseball's different. Happens, it's know? all the pressure's on you. Yeah, to, that's right. I played fucking center field. Why? I was terrible. I dropped every fucking thing that came. I was terrible at baseball. Our school fucking sucked. I got hit my first up to bat. I got hit right here. And my mom, fuck! And then she walked out from behind the dugout where the parents were, and I told her to stop. And then she never came to another game. But that's the first, my first experience with baseball. I got pegged and pegged. fucking dropped. I wanted to cry so fucking bad. I was good at soccer, man. I, uh, my brother and I both made this um, national team. So it was, uh, we were sixteen. And we went to these tryouts, and it wasn't the... You made the what? Not the. It was a team that was like a development team for Team USA. You were an athlete. If it was you called just Teams said USA, that, no yeah. matter what, you weren't the kid that they picked. Ah, pick, you weren't last. No, you were I never wasn't last. last. No, I was never Really? Last. So you, yeah. were, you were doing it good. We it, were both good. We were both good. And um, we went. We made end up making the team. Um, and got to spend a month like that's the way my life is like these kids are are going on sabbaticals and they're backpacking Europe and everything my whole life has been listen I'm going to be where you are I'm not going to get there how you get there I'm not going in the front door I'm probably not going to be invited but I'm going to be exactly (laughs) where you're going to fucking be so these feet took me to Europe and I got to spend a month in Europe playing soccer getting our ass Kicked. Get the fuck oh, out of here! What, what what age were you when you did that? sixteen? And I didn't. 16. One of my regrets in life is I did not smoke weed then. So when we were in Amsterdam, we and all the other kids, not all of them, but half of them were smoking it. I wish I would have fucking smoked it. Back. You went to Amsterdam. I went to the Bulldog. Are everything. You yeah, serious? yeah. But I didn't at sixteen. What a 
Mm-hmm. You were so good at soccer, they, they sent you to Europe and paid yeah. for this shit? Well, we had to do, some of it was paid for and we had to do a little fundraising. That's I don't fun. remember so how much, but we had to like, shit. yeah, whatever <laughs> we could to get um, that money. And then your meals were included in transportation and all that shit. So, I've never heard this before from you. Yeah, this, we that is to, fucking um, awesome. We landed in, um, we started in Rotterdam, Holland, and then we went to Germany, Denmark, Belgium, um, Scotland, uh, and England. Now, not London, but England, outskirts of uh, Get the of fuck out. Even I if you got your ass month. whooped, how fun. Yeah, it what was the first time I'd man. seen topless. Well, we call them topless beaches, but they're just beaches over there. And we were in Belgium, and um, there was this billiards game that we didn't know what it was, but we were playing it like it was eight ball, you know, regular pool. But it wasn't. And this guy comes back and we've been playing for like an hour. And he's like, you're not paying for these games. We're like, what are you talking about? Shit's. He's like, that's not what this game is. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? So he kicks us out. He kicks you out. On the beach. Yeah. And um, there's these hot Belgium, uh, Belgian girls playing fucking badminton. And their titties are all bouncing and stuff. And we're like, hey, do you mind if we play with you? And they're like, no. So it's like three of them the with their titties out, out and three of us. We're 16. And we are hitting these birdies up as high as we can. So they led with that. So shit. they have this to fucking. <laughs> and we were like, like, oh my God. What 16. fucking what movie script did you just take right now? That sounds like a fucking Corey Feldman movie. It was awesome. And we drank, you know, and over there, they don't. So we drank the 16's so drinking age over there. much. So much. We found a bar where this guy collected hats and we would just give him hats and he would give us Jack Dan. Listen, we'd be on the, we'd be getting our ass kicked. Okay. You would run by somebody on our team and you would just smell Jack Daniels. I'm like, God, no wonder we're getting killed over here. Yeah. We thought we were the shit. I said, you ran the streets. You should have said no, but I wouldn't have ran the fields. Yeah. It got shit faced. I, um, the first game we come right down the field. And we score right away. And we think we're the sh- We're like, we are going to walk all over these motherfucking kids. Hey, listen, American listen, team coming we up. Did, oh. Listen, 30 days, we didn't win one game. We didn't win one fucking game. Did you, score, did you guys score at least? Shit. Yeah, we scored, but we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't win one fucking game at all. We played in... It was called the Thistle Cup, I believe, in Scotland. It was called the Dana Cup in Denmark. Like, there were people doing so much. We had a kid on the team that stole, like, the Denmark flag. Like, imagine somebody stealing our United States flag. That's a big ass. They were running after him through town and shit. They would leave sidewalk sale stuff out. The kids on our team would grab shit and haul ass. You need to write this out. You know, so. That story uh, alone is fucking insane. It was nuts. And, And that's the first time ever. Because I've never was a never a kid. Were you a shoplifter or any Fuck of that stuff? No, no. My mom either. said you go to hell. I never shoplifted. So I never but stole. We got to Europe on day twenty six, seven. Our money's gone. We have nothing left, and we're now in Edinburgh, and we're um, you know the castles are all here, and we're eating in a pizza hut because we figured out in this pizza hut that we could sit right in the back by the exit door, and we could eat run out. And we're stealing socks, and it just Damn. it started to get way too good to everybody. And like we're this? stealing dumb we shit, like the streets, apron, you aprons with the little dick that comes out with a bottle opener on it. You just know, people are stealing whatever they can, dumb shit. The Americans and, came through to steal and lose, steal and loot <laughs> and lose. Yeah, you're right. We didn't loot. We lost. And um, it was when he's when the guy stole the the, the country's flag. 
Uh, we were sprinting, you know, it's fields of 10 maybe, and everyone's playing from around the world, and we're sprint interrupting these games. So there's, there's people in the audience? There's on the, we're running through the games, and there's like a field of just 10 of them here. Like, you ever see those big basketball tournaments exactly kids what you're at? Talking about. But it's soccer fields, and it's over there, and we are interrupting. They're blowing the whistle. We are just sprinting through, trying to get away from the fucking police and shit. The cops chase you through the. Mm. What an example. They, we got lost, and but we had to, you know, he threw the flag, uh, put it somewhere, and we took off. So once they saw that, they backed off of us, and we just got the fuck out of there and got on a bus and got out of this there. This needs to be a movie. That's just, yeah, that and, was amazing. And then Amsterdam, I, I went that. to the red light district. I was 16. Oh, shit. But you didn't um, smoke weed? I didn't smoke weed, but I saw the prostitutes waving <laughs> us in the window, so we all went and saw a live sex show. Whoa. And, at 16? Um, at 16. And... I remember seeing a girl stick a candle in her pussy and light it and just think, what the oh fuck? my God. Like, we're all looking at each other like, what? 16, bro. We couldn't get over it. Stop it. Saw, um, was it a banana? The girl fucked herself with a banana and then peeled it and some dude got out of the audience and ate the banana. Like, um... Then there was a live sex show. The guy fucked the girl on stage, and I never. I swear to God, this is true. A guy on our team, a guy on our team was would tickle his. Get out of here! And he would keep kicking back like this, and then they then they kicked us out after that. You put your he finger just, in his ass. He's looking over at us, going like this, like we're like, what are, are you fucking serious? That guy, man, get off me, kid. Yo, they, they didn't know how old anyone was. They didn't card us at bars. They didn't card anything. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, so that down. was he like touching the guy's guy, ass. He kept touching his foot, tickling his foot. Oh, I thought you said his ass. No, hell no, not That's his ass. His foot. He'd be kicking at him like it all. No, no, he'd tickle his foot like this. He he look at that just tickling the guy. Like, Get the fuck off me, goddammit. Oh shit. Yeah, that was so um, that was the red light district for you guys. That's that was 16 the red light and district. At 16. In? And I wanted to I, I know we went to the bulldog and I remember them pulling the drawer open with the little nickel and dime bags, and some people on our team definitely uh, partook, but I just drank. And then there was some neighbor or some local, excuse me, that, that grew his own and was like, come on with me. And remember we're 16. So now you're an adult taking a minor anyway. And we're like, don't get in this guy's car. And the guy oh, on our team, this guy on our team's going to his and getting in the car to same go to guy this guy's house. Yes. Yeah, got to, the foot to, uh, it was <laughs> to, uh, get weed and he comes back. That's what I'm saying. I regret it to this day because he came back with a. We, we first of all, we thought he was dead and yeah, you know, mince meat. We molested. He came back with a bag of weed that was just beautiful, like this big. Really? And I was like, whoa! And what from an the time adventure. I was 16 until I got here again and saw you know beautiful weed, I didn't see weed like that again. It was all we call it in Baltimore. We called it practice weed. That's practice what we would weed? get. Practice weed, Why? seeds and sticks. Oh, and oh practice all dried for out. next time when you get <laughs> practice for real weed. <laughs> <laughs> Marty told me the East Coast is scarce out there for the weed. It's tough. It's tough. Damn, that story I'm just gonna say was an adventure. I loved it. I've never heard that before. Yeah, leave that out. I think, I think you should. I think you should do something with so. that. I gotta be honest. From everybody else, I could see their faces. That was fucking incredible. That was an adventure. Thank you for that. Thank you, dude. You did your research. <laughs> no, oh, I have uh, something else coming up. I oh, did. Great. Here we go. I have to know from a perspective of a fan watching this, mm -hmm. who the fuck came up with Cutman? 
what where where did you guys go hey let's do these voices no i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with this one i can tell you can exactly you where that, hey, i can tell you it's fun i would love to talk about that please if all you, right afterward please watch the guys cut man on youtube is fucking amazing so um i am a especially back then but i am a big boxing fan and, and tom segura is too and you know we came up at the same time and and one of the things that really attracted me to Tom's comedies were very much alike in the sense that we love social inappropriateness. We like when people are yelling at their kids in the store. Like, that shit makes us laugh. Yeah. You know, we like to cause a disturbance. We like to yell and be loud. And um, I was watching. Um, I had this character I always did called Harvell Jenkins. I just had it. And Harvell is... Uh, an ode to this black guy that worked at UPS when I worked there. Shout out to UPS Baltimore Hub Primary One, Joe Avenue. Damn. And his name was Harvell. And I just love the name Harvell. I'd never heard of it anywhere. Of course, I move here and it's there's a Harvell's in like fucking Santa Monica and Long no Beach. Idea. And I had never heard of Harvell before. And Jenkins, <laughs> there it is. And Jenkins, this Harvell Jenkins on the right and Teddy Loon's on the left. Um, and we, Jenkins was an ode to Richard Pryor when he's doing um the the wino and he's like you that little jenkins boy ain't you you know so i uh. took harvell and my comedy hero and put harvell jenkins together and tom would do this character that was just the same like he would yell and scream and shit and he came <laughs> up with the name teddy loons so one night i'm just high and i'm watching tv and i'm looking for something and i see this thing called year of the bull and i think it's a running of the bulls thing so i flip to it and what year of the bull is, is a documentary on these high school um, or excuse me, junior college, no high school football programs in like South Florida. And it's gangster. These coaches, there it is. These coaches beat these kids and what punch the these kids. I mean, they go is this high school football on these kids. And it's so inappropriate that. I always do what I do when I see inappropriate shit. I started dying laughing. Yeah. Like, this is outrageous. So I send this thing to Tom. And I'm like, Tom, you have to watch this. The mentality these coaches have with these kids is the mentality Harvell and Teddy need to have with their fight stable. And um, that's what we did. So we took these two characters and we wanted a, the dumbest tagline that we would be yelling, like, what's he got in the trunk? Spare tire. <laughs> like, we come up with these dumb dumb names and we have this guy who's we're almost killing um and we train him to be our fighter and all of our fighters up to this point have sucked they've been sanctioned but this guy's got something and tom's a a ridiculous trainer uh and i'm a ridiculous cut man and the things yeah <laughs> That's one of my favorite. That's out in front of my buddy's house. There was a bulldozer sitting there. We were shooting something. I go, Tom, let's go take oh this my picture. God. And we just sat in front of that bulldozer. <laughs> so uh, we keep talking about bringing it back and doing something. So anyway, I'm so glad you let me talk about this. No, so, please keep, yeah, keep um, going. 
that these are the two characters we've created. And I just always thought the cut man was so interesting. There's this guy that's in Floyd Mayweather's corner that didn't get past the seventh grade. And he's handling the greatest fighter, arguably in the history of boxing, really? millions and millions of dollars. These guys don't have any medical degrees, nothing. They're just guys that are taking end swells and ice packs and shit and, and cotton swabs and, and Vaseline, you know, they don't know anything. So, um, they were always characters, you know, the pins on the hat or the rings or the whatever. It was always something. That. They don't have to be doctors at all. There's no medical serious? degree required at all to stop a cut or bleeding or anything. So I never thought about that ever. Um, my methods are completely unorthodox and Tom's methods is a trainer unorthodox and together we're this team. So, uh, we, t we decided to train this, this white fighter and, um, his name's Kenny Spare Tire Sparrow. And uh, it's the most How non intimidating. You high motherfuckers to come up with these names, man. I'm sorry. You were smoking bowls in the garage and you thought we thought what's the weakest else? shit we could come up with. So uh, Kenny Spare Tire Sparrow is our fighter. And then we see a buddy of ours, Mickey Briggs, a black guy up there. All we do is see him working out on a heavy bag. That is it. And based off of him hitting a heavy bag, we fire Kenny Spare Tire Sparrow, get rid of his ass, and we dump everything we have into um, the Cold River Killer. That's his name. And then we realize in the middle of the fucking bout that he's never fought. He doesn't know what he's doing. And all hell breaks loose. <laughs> you fucking Jesus Christ. Who filmed this? Did you guys film each other? No, we did not. A friend of ours, John John Migdal, John Robert Migdal, directed this. Um, and uh, we had two guys actually shoot it. And uh, Kevin was one. I wish I could remember their names. This is so long ago at the this point. The interview cutaways are just make it so much better. Yeah, man. it's really well done. It's and John edited shit. it, too. And, you know, we're using vibrators on his face right there. We're just doing all kinds of shit to get him out there. He just looked good, and we based everything on, <laughs> on a heavy bag workout. And there we are talking about how we get suspended and everything. And yeah, this was this was what two thousand six. Oh that's wow, long, that's what I'm saying. This is fifteen years ago. Hey man, bring that shit. And back. we we put stop snitching productions in there. Stop you know, that's where that's where it's, that's where it started in Baltimore. It's if you go to the top of it, it says stop snitching productions presents. That's Baltimore shit. That started watch. I think it says it. Stop. Now I'm just getting my shit ready production. and yeah. You know. Especially right now. This is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. You need to bring that back. In association stop with Stop Snitching Production. I didn't catch that. <laughs> and so that right there is uh that's a five wheel stand. A friend of mine works in the medical field. He gave me that. And I went to a Goodwill store. We outfitted the whole our outfits from a Goodwill store. I had wigs. Uh, we went and put all this shit together and, uh, you, who let you do this in their boxing ring? So in their gym? <laughs> he, this is, this is what you talk about people in boxing. So in long beach, these guys had a boxing gym and they let us, not only did they let us come in, we had a crew of, I don't know, maybe 15 people. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, maybe more. And they let us take their goddamn gym and they left and they trusted us for a Saturday and a Sunday to lock up and what every, I, I'm telling you, I'm not Did even lying about them? that. 
yeah, we paid them a little bit. Like, and they were like, you can have the fucking gym. And we were like, we'll put you in here and shit. So like all their shit, that's all. This is, we didn't dress this gym at all. This is their gym. Yeah. You just walked in. It's like, yeah, lock up. And they, yeah, they did. What? Could We couldn't believe it. We're like, what? Like, we didn't even want that responsibility. No, like, no all. one's going to come back. Like, nah, you got it. So, yeah, and we got to do this there. Um, and John directed it. And um, it just, I had to bring it up, man. It's, it's, it's one of my it's absolute funny. favorite it's projects I I've ever done. It's, I was showing my girlfriend the other day. So much fun. <laughs> so we got lucky and we ended up selling it. We shot it as a pilot. And then we ended up selling it to Comedy Central back in the day. Had this thing called Adam TV. And we that's the reason it's broken up into three-minute episodes. It originally was just a one-piece, 22-minute pilot. But they wanted to buy it back then because they actually were ahead of the game where they wanted short-form content. And gotcha. they took this and cut it up into episodes. So there's 10 little, excuse me, episodes that are a few minutes long. It's, it's fun shit. Yeah, guys, if you have time after this, please, please go watch that. Just put in cut, man. Um, and, and go watch Nine Inches. Have you seen Nine Inches? No. I want to I absolutely want to promote Nine Inches because Nine Inches is another thing Tom Segura and I did together. That's got quite a, a few views. Nine Inches. Um, and it's something we started that was based off of there it is. It's based off of uh, look, it's got two million views. It's almost eight minutes nice. long and it is based on a true story. Of, One of your true stories? No, we found we, Tom and I used to um, send each other true stories all the time. Back in the day, I'd be, he'd be like, "Look, you're from that shithole Baltimore. Look at this story." I'd be like, "You're from Rat Nest, Florida. Look at this." But then over time, we would see like, "Look at this shit in Georgia. Look at this shit in Kentucky. <laughs> Look at this shit in fucking Wyoming." So we couldn't believe the crazy stories, and there was this Some one in particular chicken. about this these two men who got into an argument. Um, over James Brown's height and it ended up in them both shooting each other. Real life story. Real life story. And this, what we did was we created the backstory to the truth. We don't know because the news never tells you. Hey, we he got here the because backstory of, this. of the news it's, line. It's, these two men were in an argument and exchanged gunfire over James Brown's height. So we made up what we think happened to lead up to that true story of two men exchange gunfire in an argument over James Brown's height and it's called nine inches. And I'm not going to tell you why you have to watch it to understand why it's called nine inches. Real this quick. Something else since Tom you did this, I, did. I feel like, you know, how tall is James Brown? I feel like he's a little he's guy. He's five, six. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's five, about six. what I was thinking. He doesn't seem like a big guy. Get the fuck out. But don't you gotta, really, don't you really, gotta, really, don't really, don't really, 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 I'll watch that. Don't ruin it, please. All right. Well, I am fucking high. How did that sativa work? Fantastic. That was very, yeah. I smoked a shitload of these. I can't wait till it's more normalized and people are doing it like it's a glass of wine on the table or a beer or a whiskey on the table or even a water. God damn it. That's going to be a long time. I think. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming out here. Thank today. you for having me on, dude. I appreciate you doing <laughs> some interesting fucking. I like the shit you dug up. You never know what somebody's gonna dig up. I I want. I wish I could dig up the fucking soccer Europe story. What a story! Yeah, I don't have that anywhere on anything. I <laughs> I I've, I've look. I really like what you do with the sit down and talk to camera and do story time. And I really want to do something like that because I have so many of these damn stories. You're, and you're such a good storyteller. That's not even something it's, I would think people would want to hear. What but. you just said reminds me of 
one of those movies on Netflix that you don't think is going to be good and you like that movie. You ever seen Sex Drive? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's a fucking hilarious movie, but is it was it? stupid as shit. Okay. Watch it. That that's a movie to me. That made me internally just imagine all of this shit happening. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. If I was sixteen and that was happening to me, you know what I was doing at sixteen? Fucking nothing. Doing coke and fucking missing class. That's all I was doing, man. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. That's a good one, man. All right, I'll check it out. But um, yeah, you should do that. That that's that's uh something you would be I mean, obviously you'd be good at it. It's t- it's more intimate, I feel. I know this is cool, this is great. But being one on one, you're by yourself, just look at it's give it a try. It's different. It makes you feel like you can you can think more because there's nothing else there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, you're on stage with a bunch of people. I've never done that. That's scary as shit to me. Oh, I miss that so much. Oh, see, you're on that. It's a whole different thing for you. So I think I'm mentally ill. Yes, there's something wrong with anybody that wants to do that. No, that's awesome. No, there's something wrong with the human being that wants to get up in front of an audience so? of strangers and try to make them laugh for an hour. Yes, you're not stable. That's not normal. It might be great and it hey, might help people, but it's not normal that's to true. want to do that. You know, there's some trauma that has come to make you want to do that. Yeah. But when people like when I tell stories of, of stuff that happened to me as a kid, when people tell me how horrible it is, I think, like, damn, it kind of was horrible. I don't think about it. And you're you, so used to Because it. it's normal. That's right. It's exactly. Normal. So when I see these it's normal stories, like, it's not normal. Yeah, man. Sometimes you're hungry. What the fuck yeah. are you trying to say? It's just it's cool to see your show. I, some of these comedians are saying shit I've never heard before. The people we have on there, you would never, ever expect the type of shit that they talk about and be so open. Joe Coy crying about his stepfather and his real father and like how great they were, especially he's a father now. Jeremiah Walken, uh, Ballin. Tommy Lee came on and shared some I funny shit. I, I can't that. even get over Tommy Lee was on my fucking show. That's, <laughs> I'll, I, that's the other thing I love doing. You can hear this. it in your I'll voice. Never get you can over definitely that. hear it in your I'll voice when you introduced him. You know? I yeah. listen oh, to that whole on, thing. Man. I'll never get over any of this stuff. Doing these shows, I love it. Like this definitely keeps me sane for sure. It's and, an outlet. And, yeah, and but it's also the people I'm doing shows with and who come on. They're good people with good, you know, good intentions. They're just good. They're quality people who've been through a lot of shit, and they have a you know again. Going back to comedians, they can shine a, a comedic light on on Fuck trauma, and it's what I need. Yeah, you know, it makes me feel comfortable. It's almost like I really love the blues. I love the blues because that's it. I love someone who can take this pain and this suffering and this trauma and spin it into an artistic way that talks back to me that makes me feel good about that. Hmm. So there's moments in blues where I laugh out loud, like when BB <laughs> King says, "Nobody loves me but my mother, and she might be jiving too." I mean, that makes me laugh out loud. It's a personal thing to you, though. Yes, a very, very personal thing. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's something I... I I didn't expect, but I, it's so fucking cool to see on your podcast. It's... Please come back again. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes, anytime. But I just want to tell everybody in the audience, check it out. The Honeydew Podcast. It's like therapy session, I feel. But in a good way. Yeah. It's not like everyone's breaking. It's... It makes you feel good about your I, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's been through some shit too. And he laughed about it. That's yeah, how I feel. That's right. Um, thank you so much. That was a long, thanks for coming out. We talked for 10 more minutes, but thank oh, you so much it, for coming thank, out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. Check it out. Uh, Ryan Sickler, all, all social media. Yep, Ryan Sickler on all social media. Honeydew on Spotify. Honeydew everywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. Go check and them out, guys. Honeydew with y'all.
Honeydew with y'all. That's the Patreon. Patreon yeah. Nice. Check that out. All the links will be in the description. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, our website. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me, brother. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. That was uh, that was fun. I, am fu- I need to stop smoking so much damn weed on here. I am high as shit. Thank you guys so much for watching. This has been another episode of the Dope As Usual podcast. Thank you guys. And again, Ryan Sickler, have a dope ass day.